0: Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you are trying to evaluate whether real estate is the right career for you, wondering whether you're doing the right things to launch into quick success, or looking for tips and tools you can use today to become a more productive agent, this is your podcast. Welcome to episode five of So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. I am here with my co-host, Valerie Harnois. Hi, everyone. Uh, We thank you so much for joining us today, and we are super excited because we have a special guest with us today. Our first guest. Our first guest, yes. yes. (laughs) We
1: made it to episode five, and now we have a guest. Yeah. So that's epic. And
0: you guys are in for a treat. So our guest is Pete Caliph, and today we are going to be talking about lead conversion a little bit more. Now, if you listen to episode four, you know that we discussed how to convert those all-important first leads, which become the basis for your business. We talked all about closing those leads and reminded you how important it is to stay in touch with those first clients on an ongoing basis and how much they can help you eventually grow your business. Uh, Pete is here to let you in on his secrets. And He has kind of what I call like bottled lightning when it comes to lead conversion. He is a very good natural lead generator and converter, but he has chosen to do something a little different and something that we actually cautioned you guys in our last episode not to do, which is to grow your business partially by purchasing online leads. And first, we want to start by saying that not all purchased leads are created equal. So there are some that if you look at, for example, there's a fantastic Facebook group of real estate agents that's called Real Estate Mastermind. And if you just search the name of many of these online lead um, generation, supposed generation companies, you'll see that many of them come up with terrible reviews and are really considered scams by most agents, mostly because they can't ever verify where their lead information comes from. And if you drill down and ask them, they can never give you any solid information because who knows where it's coming from. They're probably just purchasing a list of people's phone numbers from somewhere. But the lead purchasing program we're going to talk about today is actually Zillow. And Zillow is um, actually getting leads from real people who are clicking through the portal for listings that are online. So Zillow kind of has it figured out. And You know, when we first started talking about this, we we were like, should we we use the word Zillow? Should we talk about Zillow? You know, we always call it like the Z word because for real estate, Zillow is almost like a bad word for some agents. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, But I want Pete to introduce himself and to tell us a little bit about his background first. Um, And I think you'll see as you listen to him how brilliant he is at the scripting he uses, creating a sense of urgency and turning those online leads into transactions. So, Pete, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome.
2: Thank you yeah. so much, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you both today. I'm uh, very excited to be the guest and hopefully share some uh, information with everybody that can be of value to their businesses they look to grow uh, in this field. Just a little bit about myself. So, I'm, I'm a local, uh, local guy. I grew up in Montgomery County. I uh, went to school locally at Salisbury University, been involved in business for uh, the last 20 years or so, started off out of school in new home construction, which provided me the opportunity to really see the building process as well as the sales process and just the whole, um, the whole thing kind of from start to finish from that perspective, which gave me a lot of insight and, and a lot of good training being with the, a big organization, um, a, big, a big regional builder that I was. Um, from there, I started a, another small business, which was uh, sales-oriented as well. i um, always been involved in real estate, have several real estate investment properties of my own. Um, but most importantly, I think just dealing with people over the past 20 years in my business has given me some insight in terms of what people want, the ease of going through the process, and really helping people get to the finish line with as uh, little as stress as possible, which is really ultimately what I think as a real estate agent is our, our main objective in helping our clients and, and uh, potential customers as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's it's so true. Um, it's And it's interesting, I think, that you know when you started, you really kind of came on strong as an agent, organically generating your own leads through your sphere of influence, which we always talk about as kind of the low-hanging fruit for most new agents as they begin, but you chose to pivot a little bit and to make an investment in purchasing some um, lead share from Zillow. So first of all, tell us a little bit about why you decided to do that.
2: Well, I believe that uh, lead sources should be um, different silos, one being the natural network, which should be the main focus of any new agent, because as Meredith, as you say, um, that's really people who care and are invested in your success. So they naturally want to help you. So that's a great resource to get into. Um, But I think as we grow in our careers, it's important to look at different avenues, kind of a confluence of different uh, lead sources, one being obviously referrals, which hands down is the best, you know, natural network, things along those lines. But also, you know, I I think it's important to have swings at the plate. Okay, so as long as we're up to bat and we're taking swings at the plate, you're never going to hit a home run every time you're, you're going to strike out from time to time. But as long as we're in those swings, we're, we're headed in the right direction. It's when you're sitting on the bench, not having any opportunities uh, where complacency and um, easily getting discouraged can come into play. So as long as we're taking those swings, I think it's I think it's critical. So the reason I pivoted or kind of added a silo for a lack of better terms is to make sure that I never have a period of time where I have those valleys lasting too long, because I think that's one of the dangers that A newer real estate agent might encounter, which would be the highs and the lows. Now, crazy enough, the highs can be just as dangerous as the lows because when we're high, you know, we're telling everybody how great the business is, we're excited, we're working, we're busy, but we're not focused on the most important thing, which is prospecting and continuing to build our business and working in our business, right? So, by adding another uh, kind of steady stream of leads by paying for them it because you're always on your toes because as you're working with your you know, natural business, you're also getting that secondary flow of business, which is going to be um, really folks that you've never been introduced before. Um, but it's critical that you don't waste those opportunities because it can be a pretty costly endeavor um, if you don't know what you're doing.
0: Such good points. You make amazing points and all very true. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about why you chose Zillow specifically. I think can we all agree that Zillow has kind of like a, a negative connotation for most most real estate right. agents. Do you hear that, Valerie?
1: Well, it depends. I feel like new agents feel right. that Zillow is basically this service that. He, um you subscribe to, it's an easy way to get the leads. Mm, But when you're a new agent, I don't think they still, they have that hang up about Zalo yet. Maybe. I think so. They're thinking, oh, this is an easy thing. I can, and that's, I think the difference between a new agent using this and someone like Pete using this. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's coming from a more experience. He's using it almost as a backup. You know, no. as opposed to like the easy way out, which I think it's, if it was that easy paying for leads, everybody would
0: do it. Right. And I think we hear a lot, um, I hear people say all the time that the leads are like impossible to convert, right? And they'll say, right. well, Zillow's a scam, but it's because they are not able to convert for leads. Right. They're not for every agent. And there are really some, um, some very, uh, useful tips and tricks, I think, that you can learn. But I think part of it, what was so amazing to me, Pete, is it seemed like it kind of came naturally to you. So I remember very distinctly, there was one day you were here in the office and you got a Zillow call while you were here. And I was in my office and I heard you, you kind of said, so, so Pete's a pacer when he's on the phone. So he's like walking <laughs> yeah. back and forth and walking forward. Mm-hmm. Back and forth. But I heard enough of it. Um, and the rapport that you built in like that, probably 20 second phone call, that led to an appointment to show that buyer a house that led to a contract, I was like, if you could like a bottle that, man, you could sell that for a billion dollars. So we're giving you a little peek into that today, but um, yeah, it, it was incredibly impressive. And actually to the point now that we'll talk a little bit about how you decided to invest, how much you'd invested and where you invested and when you decided to grow, but you get so many leads now that you've actually brought on a couple of other agents to give your overflow leads to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so why was it Zillow that you chose?
2: Well, to, to back up to your point of the negative connotation yeah. with agents, um, and th- and I think that is true, but it really didn't matter to me because the um, impression agents have of Zillow is pretty irrelevant.
1: It's different than the customer. It's, <laughs> it's they what love
2: the customers it. have, right? And if, if 2020 has proven us, proven us anything it's either adapt or die right yeah so if yeah. you can't adapt in this business um, probably more so than many businesses you will become a dinosaur very quickly right. so we can either embrace technology and view it as a partnership which I do versus a competitor which I think where that negative feeling may come from um, so so that's one of the things that that's why I picked them right? I wanted to be with the brand. They actually all also um, own Trulia, which I would say is probably number two there with a couple others, but I wanted something that's going to produce the most legitimacy to buyers because they're going to associate me with that Zillow um, brand, whether I want them to or not. Mm -hmm. So why not go with somebody who's going to get the, you know, have the biggest brand recognition versus, and I've tried many others to be quite honest with you, And none of them bring that that power. Like you mentioned earlier, they're they're really soft. They're really weak leads, Mm -hmm. in the sense that you'll call them, people don't even realize that they're getting a call. I mean, they're really it, it it truly can be a waste of money. So I didn't want to waste money. I know Zillow. I would say the majority of people out there that have had any dealings in real estate know Zillow. And that's why I chose them. And they do look at it. It's a very professional organization. Mm -hmm. If anything else, there is a partnership. I have a representative. So if you utilize those resources um, and use it to its full capacity, it can be a great, uh, great avenue to generate quality leads. Mm
0: And you did a lot of research to figure out where you wanted to be in terms of geography and what you wanted your market share to be there. And I know that's evolved a little over time. you want to give it like a quick overview of what that looked like for you?
2: Yeah. So when you're looking at Zillow, you want to make sure that you have a presence, right? So that's the most important thing. You want to have a top presence. So I picked an area that I was comfortable with, that I was familiar with, because if people were, you know, that's how they kind of direct it. So if people were going to call you based on a certain zip code, which is kind of how Zillow does it, and you're not a expert in that area you're going to lose credibility very quickly and obviously credibility is very important in our business. Um, So that's one thing I do and and I also believe in kind of like the organic growth of a spider webbing webbing model versus jumping from one one county all the way to a, a totally separate county. I like to grow in a spider web fashion where you're kind of working from the inside out and you're able to grow that way versus trying to run all over the place. Not only from a, I think it's just a smart growth model, but also logistically, if you're going to get a ton of leads in a particular zip code, I don't want to be running you know, across county all day long because I'm having leads generated in different counties. I want to kind of be able to go um, logistically what makes sense. So that's uh, that was very important to me. And then you can just grow as, as your as your business grows. Obviously, your investment can, can grow as
0: well. That makes total sense, yeah. How much, um, like what percentage would you say of your business right now comes from Zillow leads, closed transactions?
2: I'd say 50%. Wow. Yeah, 50%. I didn't know it
0: was that much. But see,
2: the other thing is too, sometimes it's hard to quantify because they lead to yeah. referrals, right? so, right. so that how, would be a Zillow. So plan. that's the key, right? So you have to look at it as just another way it's not like a Zillow lead is, is, is a lead in and out and then I forget about that person. It becomes part of my natural network, mm-hmm, right. right? So done properly, you'll get referrals and I have on many occasions. So you know, the to, to quantify the, the, the return on investment can be a little difficult sometimes because if I close one Zillow lead, but it generates three other referrals, I mean, technically those referrals probably would have never come. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't handle that Zillow lead properly, you would have forgotten those other referral right. so mm-hmm. you know there you can get you know a, a big return I look you know I look for 150 uh, percent return at least um when my investment at the very least honestly. that's great so, that's yeah. a
0: good return so speaking of handling those leads properly mm-hmm. um and I've heard you do it a few times but tell our listeners a little bit about what you are attempting to accomplish in that first conversation and for those who don't know maybe take them through a little bit about what that phone call looks like when mm-hmm. it comes to you
2: sure so the number one objective when you get a um, call from an online source like a Zillow is setting that face-to-face appointment. So when you get a call response. from
1: Zillow saying you have a lead well, or you get... Through
2: something. Zillow. So okay. as a conduit. Zillow being right. the conduit. Right. So what Zillow does is they associate a phone number so they can, for okay. their tracking purposes and everything else. Okay. Right. So you're going to get that connection. And Zillow has continued... One thing I would give them credit for... Is As a technology company, which is really what they are, they have continued to adapt and change the way that they do things to make sure that um, agents are getting the best opportunity to be successful, right? Because the other thing, from their perspective, they're very invested in us doing a good job because of that close affiliation. So if somebody is going through Zillow and they're getting connected with an agent that is not doing their job properly, it's actually a poor reflection on on Zillow. Right? So they've made sure to do things to really help So do agents. they track
1: how you're doing with your zip code? Like conversions? They do. They
2: track how many calls you accept. Oh, Right? They track. They ask that you do some self-reporting, okay. which, again, maybe some agents might be reluctant. I'm not, though, because it just really does help them improve. And I know if I'm doing a good job, it's only going to push me to the top. Right. Keeps
1: you accountable.
2: So, so one great. of the ways that they top their they, – that they – Coin their top agents is going to be things like the surveys that they send out to people. They survey their their customers to see how those calls went, to see the likelihood of that person working with you. Um, so there's a, a bunch of metrics that, again, if you're willing to um, open yourself up to, can be a good resource. You have to. I keep going back to it, you have to look at it as a partnership versus just you know a pay pay to play type situation. Mm. Right, No different than I have a partnership with a title company, partnership with different lenders, things along those lines. It is just another avenue and relationship to help me grow my business overall. So when that call comes in, like I said, the most important objective is getting that face-to-face meeting. We live in a world where people want immediate gratification right? I call it kind of the candy bar effect. They put the candy bars in the front of the grocery store because you see it, you want it, you buy it. If you put it in the back of the grocery store, likelihood is you're going to set it down before you get to the front of the grocery store. So you've got to give people what they want as quickly as possible. People's attention span is probably shorter than than ever, right? So just to get through even an entire podcast is a huge commitment for somebody. So what I want to do is I want to make sure that I meet what they want as easy as possible. So I think one of the mistakes oftentimes that an agent might make is getting in the weeds too much on that initial call, Mm. right? So you want to do a a little bit of pre-qualification, answer a little bit, but keeping in mind that objective is getting that face-to-face. And that's really where you build a relationship, which ultimately is the most important thing.
1: Right. I feel the bonding right away. No question. Yeah. yeah, And you have
0: a killer script that mm-hmm. you use. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've actually taught this to some of the agents who take some of your online leads. And, mm-hmm. you know, the more I, I'm like listening to you, there's, I, I've got all these questions I'm jotting down as we're talking and I know we're not going to have time to cover them today. So we'll revisit this. And I, we even talked about you teaching some classes and converting mm-hmm. so the leads since you're, you're so very good at it. Is there one kind of pain point that you can identify in a typical conversation with a Zillow prospect that is um, kind of a something that you have to work to surmount, but that you've kind of gotten good at, at getting through?
2: Yeah. So um, the biggest thing, a lot of times when people are going through Zillow is their lack of just overall education in the process, right? So it's very exciting and very easy for somebody to be sitting at home um they search something as in real estate right zillow because of their deep pockets are going to jump to the top right so then people get in that rabbit hole of searching for properties and getting excited Mm -hmm. but they really don't know that process at all so i think some agents also might make an assumption that just because somebody is called about a particular process or property rather they understand the process right they understand timelines they understand contracts they understand lending I can't tell you how many times where somebody's coming and they don't even know how much money they need or what price range they should be looking in. Right. And it doesn't matter if
1: it's a young couple or a professional.
2: You're really, like, what? It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So you've got to try to identify where that person is in terms of education as quickly as possible because then that will help me know the direction I need to go in terms of hand-holding initially. Mm. Right? So on that first call, I want to get as much information as possible. In as short of a, uh, a time frame as possible, unless that person wants to engage in a long conversation, which is probably only about ten percent of people in this in this particular.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do they actually pick up the phone? And send them back? So they. I feel so many people don't pick up the phone. Anymore. No, that, they got go to voicemail. Yeah, mail, so
2: that's a, a great that's a great point and a great question, and that's one of the things that Zillow has kind of changed, okay. right? So, in the past, their model was you'd get a text or or, a, or an email or something, whatever preference you had. Saying so and so Meredith's interested in X Y Z Lazy Street property, right? And then it would be my job to, as quickly as possible, call her, right. okay? Which timing was very critical at that point. but like, they give if,
1: it to another agent if you don't call within a
2: time? If sure, I mean they're, that they're gonna like continue that? to continue okay. to do so. Yeah. But now what they do is they do live connections.
1: Oh, what is yeah, that?
2: Yeah, so you have a concierge where so somebody calls in or somebody sends an email. I think Zillow got fed up with agents because. People, human nature tends to be lazy, right? So you're at dinner and that's one of the things that Zillow doesn't, or any lead service, it does not afford itself to somebody who's not willing to uh, jump on things right away. And there's plenty of times where I'm just not in the mood to take a call. You're in the middle of a birthday dinner or something along those lines. But then I remind myself of the money that I'm spending for these, right? And all I'm doing is wasting that money if I don't do so. So, you know, we all chose the profession we have. So if you're a doctor and your beeper goes off in the middle of dinner and somebody needs a heart surgery, you don't say, oh, I'm not in the mood for this, right? You do (laughs) it. It's a commitment that you've made into your business. So that's very critical. So they actually have a concierge that does a live connection. So I have a specific individual that connects me with agents or with customers live.
1: So he will call the customer and say,
2: here's me." I'll get a call that essentially will say, so-and-so is interested. Are you able to take this call? Press 1. Oh, okay. I press 1. It kicks it over to my concierge. They do a connection that's simple as an introduction and nothing more. And then I kind of take it from there. Yeah. So that's kind of how that works.
0: Yeah. And I think that has has definitely helped mm-hmm. um, probably their lead conversion ratios in no general. Question. But still, there's a lot more to it than that. So yeah, well, just I'm getting that phone call is like, what, 10% of the battle? Oh, yeah. So true. from there, mm-hmm. and you talked about the fact that agents um, for whom this might be a successful lead generation source need to be available to pick up a phone. Like that's number one. If you're not going to take the call, this isn't going to work for you. Nope. But number two, I want to ask you about is how available do you need to be to jump and run to show a house?
2: That's a great question too. So I think again, going back to my previous point of people want immediate gratification, mm-hmm. you want to turn that face to face, which is typically going to be a, a showing, right? As quickly as possible. So the ideally within a day or two days, Mm -hmm. sometimes same day, right? Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't always work, especially depending on the season, it can be very difficult because we're all very busy, so same day, but as long as you schedule that time, and that's the most important thing, getting a scheduled time. Mm -hmm. If you drop the ball on that first call in terms of that scheduled time for a second meeting, the likelihood of you ever speaking to that person again has dropped off dramatically,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: right? So you gotta kind of strike while the iron is hot. Get that scheduled time. And then of course there's different things you can do at the conclusion of that call with follow-up that is also important. You know, you've heard different things in terms of the sale is made after seven attempts, or you know, there's different philosophies on that. But you have to have more than one touch point to become memorable and to become a reliable resource because that's what we are to people. If we can help people as real estate agents, they will use us. I was speaking to somebody yesterday who found me through Zillow and he very candidly said, just so you know, you know, I went to school at Georgetown prep. One of my friends, uh, I went to school with somebody who's a uh, really uh, famous uh, realtor group in the organization. So I'm just going to give them a call too. And I always encourage that. I think it's important for it to be very um, and I encourage him to look at some of my reviews on Zillow. And he said, um, well, I already did. That's why we're even having this conversation. Wow! Right? So that just proved the point that um, people are doing their due diligence yeah. and making sure that they're working with somebody who does have a good reputation, who has good uh, reviews, right? We all look at reviews. I don't even go to a restaurant anymore that I haven't been to right. yeah. without looking at reviews. So yeah. it would be naive of us to think that somebody would go through into the home buying process without uh, checking somebody out yeah. ahead of time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really good points. Again, you're, you're again. I'm like writing down all of these follow up questions and ideas that I have for you. We have so much more to cover. Um, you have a really effective script that you use, and I've heard you use it over and over again. And it's one that you actually teach agents who are beginning to take Zillow leads um, from you. Would you mind sharing that? And It's really brief, but incredible incredibly effective. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners? Yeah. So
2: initially when you get that call, I I want to try to find out where that person's head is right away and as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, it sounds so elementary, but really my initial um, question is, you know, I understand you're interested in again, XYZ lazy street. Um, Did you have any specific questions about that property or were you really just looking for a time uh, to go check it out and take a look at the property? Right. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've given them, two choices, and they're going to pick one, right? And either of those choices that they pick are going to be productive conversations, mm-hmm. right? Because that also helps me pre-qualify them a bit. Um, so that's really where it goes. And then you just, depending on which they say, and oftentimes, believe it or not, that simple question will say, I actually wanted to set up a time to go take a look, which is honestly the best answer you can get because then you can arrange for that first meeting at which point you can start to build that true rapport um, you've given them a little taste of what they want, which is the end product, mm-hmm. but you've also given yourself an opportunity to meet that person face to face. And that's your swing at the plate. Mm-hmm. Right. That's your opportunity to get to know them. And, you know, how often does somebody want to buy that first home that they look at? Not very often. Right. So that is my interview with them, their interview with me, and then obviously creating a relationship and agency and what have you. And then building that uh, process and building that rapport and getting them to the, the finish line. So that's it.
0: And if they choose option A, which mm-hmm. is we just really want more information about yeah. that property, are mm-hmm. you still trying to close for an appointment at that point? At the end you...
2: of that, yes. So okay. first, I'm just going to you know ask some open ended questions. Okay. Right. Um, things like tell me a little bit about, for example, you know, tell me a little bit about your current situation, or tell me you know what was it about this property that you you know wanted more information about. I want to get them talking not me talking, right? Mm-hmm. So where it, is, where it is them giving me information versus yes or no, closed pro type questions from my from my end. Once I get them talking, and the funniest thing is oftentimes, people will have questions that, that, that you identify that that home is nothing what they need, hmm. right? And they'll realize it as they're talking and then you can find out exactly what they need. Again, you can then develop a strategy with them. And, and in many cases, you're meeting outside of a home for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. So you're having that, that consultation with them to really identify what it is that they need, mm-hmm. um, why they need it, kind of the need behind the need, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, and, and kind of taking it from there. And that's really, oftentimes, you'll see that with first-time home buyers yeah. or people that have come to the area, relocated to the area that aren't familiar with the area. Yeah. Um, you know, for somebody who's like, yeah, I work in um, DuPont Circle and they're looking in Hagerstown, right? They probably don't have a complete understanding of what that means if they're, you know, if they're, because maybe they came from somewhere where, you know, 45 miles or 50 miles is no big deal for a commute. Maybe that's an hour. Well, anybody who's left Hagerstown. at you know, eight o'clock in the morning, you get to DuPont Circle, I mean, you know, you're looking at a three and a half hour commute, right? Right. So people don't know what they don't know. Oftentimes kind of that black swan, right? right? It's like the unknown, unknown, not not the known, unknown. Um, So you have to kind of identify that black swan. And then from there, you know, you can kind of help them. And again, it all boils down to a relationship. So those leads are basically an opportunity for you to build a relationship with somebody as quickly as possible. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Our listeners love stories and you mm. make this sound really easy and you make <laughs> it look really easy. Mm. But can you tell us about a, a story of a somebody who was maybe challenging and that you felt like you really kind of accomplish something by converting them into a client that came to you as a Zillow lead?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the most challenging I can think of one specifically was a couple who had some um, experiences in real estate, some pretty relevant experiences in real estate. They called about a particular property. Uh, one of the things that oftentimes people will confuse is if they call about a particular property, they will assume that you are the listing agent for nice. that property.
0: Right. Right. Right.
2: So it's our responsibility to make sure that they understand that's not the case, right? You can never mislead anybody into that situation. Um, but if, if done properly, you can use that as your, you know, as kind of a gateway into the, the conversation while you educate them on how they ended up getting to you. But they'll have questions about a property. And I want to be able to, you know, as somebody calls in, I'm going to, as I get the address, I'm also, it's, it's kind of frantic, that first 20 seconds. Because when you get a call, you're also getting the property that they're interested in. Mm. So I am now wanting to connect because I know I've got to connect within like five seconds. At the same time, I'm on my phone pulling right. up a particular property if I'm not familiar with it. Now, if you're on top of your game as a real estate agent, you're gonna be familiar with a lot of the properties anyway. Okay, so that's the best case scenario. Maybe it's a property I'm already familiar with so I don't have to like rush as much. But I'm gonna pull up a property and I'm looking up that property and kind of reading and introducing myself at the same time. So it does take a little bit of wherewithal understanding what you're you're dealing with there. But this particular person, we had a great conversation and then they had said, well, you know, we we sold our last home on our own or we bought our last home on our own and uh, we were able to save a ton of money because uh, we were able to do it without using a real estate agent and... Because your job is so easy,
1: they can do it. Right. (laughs) And who
2: knows what the circumstances were, what the market was and and anything else, right? So um, I would say from there, that's where you really have to prove your worth without coming off as, you know, I I don't know, arrogance or anything else. You have to show them that you value their business versus like needing it or thinking you're entitled to it. And you do that by um, proving your worth and telling them some of the things you've done and giving them insight into an area or a particular property. And then, you know, it's nothing more gratifying than doing that, having somebody respond positively and then giving you an opportunity. Um, so that's that's what I would say is just being able to turn somebody who's reluctant. Maybe they were calling under the guise that they thought that they were going to be able to deal with somebody directly, whether it be a seller directly. Or the listing agent directly finding out that they're dealing with somebody who could help them through the process, thinking it's going to cost them money, mm-hmm. being reluctant, proving mm-hmm. your worth, and then having them turn around and want and want to use you and having a long term relationship That's with good. them. The
1: That's almost the same thing as open houses, like when people come with their guard up, right? Like, oh, God, talk to me or sell me anything. Yes. And I'm just like Proving, again, like I know everything about the neighbor, like subtly, mm-hmm. not arrogant, kind mm-hmm. of like, hey, so, I could help you. I could be a, you know. Yeah, the, the same, same thing resource. on the phone. What mm-hmm. you have to do is almost sell yourself, not a house. Not right. A, you know, and
2: I help them understand, too, that it's got to be a, a good fit for both of us. Correct. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I love that. You know? and I, I think people that appreciate that, that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, I mean, whether you, you're meeting, I really look at us as any other professional, whether it be yeah. a doctor
1: Or a lawyer
2: or anything else. If you're an attorney, yeah. If you're an attorney and somebody comes and they want you to take on their case, it's not just assume that that attorney is going to take on that case. Right. And
1: it's my example of like surgery. Like, hey, I want a root canal tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but real estate is like, meet me at five. It's like, wait a minute. I'm a professional. If I'm... If I have a good business, I'm probably busy today. So even the popping in real quick, I know what you mean, but I usually like to wait the 24 hours Mm -hmm. still to get ready and be, you know.
0: Not to be too available. Correct. It's a
1: fine kind of dance. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, we have been covering so much and I can't believe we are already at over 30 minutes on this. So we're going to wrap it up, but man, I have, you should see, if you guys could see what I've written down, I've written a million notes because there's so much more to dive into. I feel like we've just like hit the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. here. Um, and I, I mean, this all makes so much sense. Now you do need to teach a class on this because this, there's so many intricacies I wrote down, um, like, there's something that you do we won't talk about today, but we'll do in a, a future podcast or class mm-hmm. that is a piece of contact that you do with a client right when you get off that call mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that helps convert them into a potential sure. transaction. Um, and there's a script that you use when you meet people at the house for the first time that is incredibly effective as well that we can share in your class. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is one tip, and it can be, you know, think back through what you talked about today or if there's something you haven't shared yet that you'd like our listeners to take away today who might be considering using Zillow or, you know, that maybe would make them decide it's not right for them, um, or anything about the way that you convert leads. Is there is there anything particular that you'd choose to share?
2: Well, I think maybe we'll cover that in part two, right? Because <laughs> it could probably go on for a while. But I think the most important thing is um, understanding what you're getting yourself, getting yourself into, it is a commitment. It's a financial commitment that if you're not willing to... Because it's easy to give a company a credit card number or something else, but it's that's not a magic pill. It's not a silver bullet. It doesn't just all of a sudden catapult you to the front. In fact, it could hurt your business if not done properly. Mm. Because just like people will give you positive reviews, guess what? They'll give you negative reviews. Mm. So understand what you're getting yourself into. It's only for people who are very serious, very committed. And that's probably the biggest mistake I see is, okay, this is a way for me to become wealthy in this business without having to do the things that I have to do. It is not a substitute. It's a supplement, right? And that's really how it has to be viewed. And if you use it properly, it can become one of those silos that I speak of that can be a great uh, source of business for you
1: well said well said yeah all and that's, that's actually that's why true. I always discourage new agents that think this is the magic pill mm-hmm. like oh my god do you think I can just pay and get all this business yeah no. and there's
2: way that new agents can incorporate Correct. into Zillow without harder. having to jump into the deep end and you know that's again but I, I'll write that so. down
1: yeah. I feel it's marketed to them as easy but yeah. it's not easy yes. it's just as hard as any other I mean it could be it's harder than other leads mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So if you know how well, to do it. Well, certainly Yes, yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So you've yes. got to make sure you're doing it and handling
0: it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pete, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. I mean, this has been immensely useful. And I think our listeners are going to be really interested in what you had to say and hearing more. So if you are interested in learning more about um, this this class that we've just thought of <laughs> that we'll come up with for Pete to teach Visit us at therealestaterainmakers.com, our website, and contact us to get more information about what we're offering. I think we'll put something together pretty, pretty quickly because I've got all this written down. On our next episode, when you join us, we are going to be discussing how to grow your audience, including tips for effective use of social media. So join us on episode six. Thank you so much for listening today. On behalf of Valerie, thank you. And Pete, thank Thanks you for, for joining us. Me, All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Thank you.
0: We are so grateful you joined us today on So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you're still not sure real estate is the right career for you, tune into our next episodes. If you're more sure than ever, tune into future episodes for more tips, tools, and insider secrets that will help you launch into productive action and achieve quick success. Just a reminder that we love reviews. Please let us know what you like best about this podcast, what we could do better, ask us questions or send us show ideas. Check out our show notes page for our contact info or visit our website, therealestaterainmakers.com for access to the tools, tips, systems and other great resources we mentioned on the show. I'm Meredith Fogel.
1: And Valerie Harnon.
0: We appreciate you. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.